So today we're going to talk specifically about spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. I don't know what you call it. And you say the word and people get a little uncomfortable. If you start talking about spiritual warfare, you start talking about angels and demons and all of this stuff. And and, and we get a little uncomfortable. And by the way, we probably should get a little uncomfortable. Um, and it's, it's hard to, to talk about because um, we, we, it's, not, it's not fully tangible, right? No one, no one knows exactly how it functions and how it practically works out, right? Like, you know, and, and that's, that's important to, to know. And anyone that says that they do have it figured out how the, the spiritual tension and, and pull is working, I would not listen to them <laughs> because we don't fully know. Now, we can know elements, but we don't fully know. And, and what happens a lot of times whenever it comes to, whenever you talk about spiritual battles and spiritual warfare is we, we tend, and this, this is part of how <laughs> I, I believe the spiritual nature works, is it, it tries to separate things out to the extremes right? in, in nearly every case. And so when it comes to spiritual battles, spiritual warfare, we, a lot of times what happens within the church and everything is we kind of move to two extremes. One, we get obsessed with it, and we start seeing it everywhere, right? And, you know, you, you stump your toe. You're like, oh, the demon did that. I, and by the way, maybe so. I, 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 honestly, I have no idea. But I don't think that's a good way to live your life, right? Of being so obsessed that you're, you're looking for the spiritual uh, motive and the evil behind every little thing, right? So, and, and I... Again, this is, this is tough, and, and everyone in here is going to have a little bit different opinion on this. This is why we're talking about this, because we're going to be intentionally talking about this, and I want you to stay part of our family, right? But, but you know, you, you can extend this really far. Some people will say every time you get a disease or a sickness, well, that, that's a, a spiritual thing that Satan is doing that to you. I don't think that's the case. Do I think that there is probably power that can do that to you that is not from God? Yeah, I, I do. I think that probably too. But I don't think it's, it, you know, I think it's, it can be unhealthy if we just start ascribing everything to that because then it just becomes overwhelming. The way that many times we react to that is we basically don't even consider that it exists. It's like, eh. It's not, who cares, right? Or the, you know, we either say, no, that's not true, and there are Christians who say that is not true, or that it, it just doesn't matter because there's not enough that we can understand about it, you know, and, and so why, why mess with it? I think that's where we are in general in a, a, from a religious perspective, from a Christian perspective in our country. I think most people have just been like, you know what, just not even going to think about that, not going to mess with that, just going to keep living my life. Okay? Um, 
I get that. But at some point, we also need to know that, that there's, there's something bigger going on. And we may actually have a part to play in it of standing up against it. Right? And, and, and we are not going to get bogged down here when we talk about spiritual battle and spiritual warfare. I'm, we're not going to get bogged down with the, 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 the how it works. You know, like, like you know, is there, is there a demon uh, named lust over here that's specifically attacking you? Maybe, maybe so. But that's not what we're going to focus on. Right? Because I, I can't, I don't understand exactly how it all works. Which, and what a lot of people will use that as an excuse as to just diminish it, dismiss it. No, there's a lot of things that I don't know exactly how work, but I'm going to use them. For example, when I turn on the light switch, I, if you ask me to tell you exactly how that caused the light to come on, I, I, I can tell you some basics, right? But I mean, you're, you're talking, there's a big process to that, right? To the electricity that gets to there, that then is connected to the town, that then is produced by coal, by wind, by whatever. How, how does that happen? I have no idea. But it does. And then whenever I turn that light, nothing happens. I go, oh, something's wrong. Right? Now, I can't go to the coal plant and fix it. Right? But I can at least start doing some things and being aware. Right? And go, okay, maybe I need to, maybe we need to pay the bill. Right? Maybe that's it. <laughs> you know? Or, or maybe something's cut something. Right? Or maybe something's just loose. There, who knows? Right? But I'm going to notice when it's, there's something wrong, and I'm going to start addressing that. Right? We're, we're in a, a place that I believe spiritual warfare is now heightened. And it's being seen in ways that it hasn't before. The ways that I have, have expressed and talked about, and we will still talk about whenever I deal with spiritual warfare, is more on the individual level in your life. And, and you better know that that, that does happen. Right? And, and, and so you need to be uh, preparing yourself, obviously, what we're talking about today, preparing yourself with the armor of God to know how to be able to stand for God, to live a godly life in your own personal life. Right? That is one aspect of spiritual warfare. Right? That, it's a, that it's kind of an, an individual, individual thing. But there's also an aspect of spiritual warfare that, that becomes um, more difficult. It's, it's, it's even harder to uh, to kind of wrap our minds around, but it is actually much more devastating to society as a whole. And that's when you see spiritual warfare start to hit a society and institutions of a society. And, and this, again, a lot of times we don't like to think about this. You know, we don't like to think, oh, is, is there something satanic that's driving our government or this institution or that institution? And again, I don't know exactly how it works, but the answer is yes. Right? Now, it always 
has been. Like there's always this try to, to push us away from God. Right? And, and, and when we're talking about these spiritual things, if you believe that God loves you and that you can have a relationship with God, that means you believe in a spiritual world. Right? That God can prompt you. You know, and, and, and for most people, that's not an a overt, tangible thing. But they can feel it. Right? You can't fully understand it, but you're like, no, I, I, really, I believe God was, was put, pulling me to that scripture. I believe God was, was man, God used, God used that message from that stupid pastor to, to make me think about something in a different way. Right? That's spiritual stuff. Okay? Well, if it happens on that side, the same Bible that may make you feel really good about how much God loves you also talks a whole lot about the fact that there are the princes of this world that are trying to destroy you. In fact, some of the terms are to steal, kill, and destroy. It's not just to make your life uncomfortable. It's not just to kind of you know, make you a little confused and have doubts. It's trying to destroy, right? That, and and again, that gets, whoa, gets us uncomfortable. That is easy to see in individual lives. When we start talking about it on a larger societal scale, it becomes more difficult to wrap our minds around but I think it is vital that we recognize it. And we're going to be talking about that. And I'm saying all of this because this is the ultimate divisive subject. The ultimate. I completely understand why most pastors and myself, you just you want to dance around this subject. Because it's not if it will lead to divisions and, and, and stresses and people that will leave. It's not if. It will happen. And guess what? That's heartbreaking. But that is actually a sign that it is a spiritual battle. So let's look at some, some spiritual battle. Again, this is going to kind of just be a, an, an overview, a big picture Get us thinking about some things. I think probably the best passage is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is 
the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be, may be, may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. All right. Man, it's amazing this passage, how familiar it is. Right? We all love the image of the armor of God. And we should. There's, there's so much good stuff here. And, and I think the focus usually is on that armor, right? The belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, you know, all of those things. The things that you need to do in your life to help to help you live a godly life. Right? Those are the things that you need to be doing. And that's, that is true today. That is true every day. That has been true every day. But there is a little bit bigger picture that's painted in this passage as well. And, and Paul doesn't hold any punches. I mean, you know, I mean, there's, there's some things that, that are kind of debatable on translation and, and how does that translate from the first century world to today and all of that stuff. But, but when he says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That means there's something going on out there that we don't fully get and we don't fully know. And guess what? It's not just focused on you. It's focused on destruction of humanity, right? Of, of pulling people away from God. That is what it desires to do. And that means this influences, if, if you want to do some damage, I can... And, and I, am, I am a spiritual force of evil. And I want to do some damage, and I want to, to pull people away from God because I don't want to see them be able to be with God forever. I want them to spend a, a period of eternity separated from God. That's my goal. Right? There's different ways you do that, and you do all of them at the same time. One of them is I go to Tim, and I know what Tim's weakness is. And I start putting that temptation in front of him. And I start doing that on a regular basis. Sometimes during periods of Tim's life, he's able to really resist that. And sometimes he's not. Sometimes he, he's resisting so well that he's not being tempted near as much. But then maybe he gets a little apathetic. Says, oh, I've got this. And then all of a sudden that temptation comes back and it can pull you away from God again. Right? So you can attack on individual levels. But the most damage that has been done throughout history that has brought more evil, more destruction, more pain, more suffering is done whenever you see the spiritual forces connected with the governing authorities. 
There is no doubt about that. There is no debate about it. And one of the things that we do as Christians is we are concerned about individual lives. And we want them to put their trust in God and to live their life according to him so that they can withstand the personal um, uh, attacks. But you know what? We also need to be concerned about what's going on in the world around us. If we care about the poor, if you care about people, whether they have food and shelter, you better hope you have a governing authority that holds on to some sort of biblical foundation. Because throughout history, the more secular and evil a government is, the worse it is for everybody. And I believe God has told us to stand up for the least of these. Well, guess what? We're the least of these in this situation. Right? And we do need to be aware of that. Some realities of a spiritual battle, but I, I look at that and can I, I don't want to overstate things, but I'm not going to understate things either. Right? The spiritual battle is trying to, to pull us apart in every direction. Right? And, and we are seeing it now in different ways than we ever have before. So there's some basic realities that we're going to see. One, we're going to see that believers are going to be deceived. Okay? Now, especially whenever you start heightening the spiritual battle on a societal level, believers are going to be deceived. And guess who I'm talking to? I'm talking to me. And I'm talking to you. It is easy for us to be deceived. Right? Which is why you it's ex, which is why it's, exa it's exhausting. It's a lot easier just to choose what you believe and just believe it no matter what. Because then you're like, nope, I'm not, I don't have to reevaluate anything. I don't have to check anything. I just believe what this news channel tells me. Man, that is so much easier. Right? It's exhausting to not want to be deceived. And here's the weird thing about human nature is that we kind of want to be deceived. Because it's easier. Just tell me what I want to hear. Right? If I've always kind of leaned politically a little more liberal, just tell me that. If I've leaned a little politically conservative, just tell me that. I don't, I don't want to really think about it. The spiritual battle will deceive. And we all need to be aware of that. It's also that deception will cause division. And so as we're moving forward, we're going to talk about things that I promise you everyone in here is going to disagree with at some point, right? Because there's so much to all of this. Right? There's going to be things that we disagree about. Maybe disagree with in a, in a big way. But I'm encouraging you and I'm asking you to know that the reason we're doing this is because we recognize that there is a bigger force out there that is trying to tear us apart and trying to divide us. Right? And we're going to diligently move forward to seek what is true and, and to do what God has called us to do no matter what. 
but it will lead to division. And what this does is this gets it to where we start seeing other people as the enemy. Even within our own body, that we see other people as the enemy. Now this is, this is nuanced and it's subtle. Because when the battle lines are drawn, it does create sides. Okay? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that everyone on the other side is evil. Maybe they've just been deceived. Or maybe you've been deceived. (laughs) So we have to be really careful because what I'm seeing now in the world around us and what it it starts on a political stage, right? And then it starts filtering down. And so so we see everyone on the other political side of the aisle. Oh, they, they are evil. And then that filters down. Well, I know that person who voted for them. They must be evil. Okay, that is not true. Now, there are people that are intentionally doing evil. I'm not going to... That does happen. Most people, though, are not intentionally trying to do evil. They are living in a deception. Right? And we need to extend the grace that we have been given from Jesus Christ to everyone. That doesn't mean we don't hold accountable. That doesn't mean that we accept. But it does mean that we fight that urge to see other people as the enemy, as evil. Because that will lead to destruction. That is what the spiritual forces want us to do. Because if you start seeing everyone else as evil, you're willing to do a lot of things. So we need to battle that. We We have to be careful with that. We can't just immediately ascribe evil intentions to everyone. But we need to be aware that we're in a spiritual battle. So there's people that have been deceived that are going to be doing things that I believe are evil. That's a very nuanced thing, and it's something that we're not always going to get right. But we need to err on the side of trying to give grace Because guess what will happen? As things progress, you've seen this throughout history. As as, uh, churches have been under persecution, there's a lot of people that that kind of agree with the side of the persecutors. And they leave. And then as things keep getting uh, worse, and all of a sudden they start seeing their friends lose their heads, they start going, oh, maybe, maybe I was on the wrong side of this. Guess what? We want them to be able to come back here because we are in this together. So we have to make sure we don't fall into that trap of just seeing everyone as the enemy because if we do that, what is going to happen is you will become extremely angry and it will dominate your life. You'll be angry at everything. Or you will say, I can't. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to say angry all the time. So then you just become apathetic. And you're just like, eh, I don't care. I don't care what's going on in the world around me. I'm not going to read the news. I'm not going to listen to anything. I don't care what they're teaching in school. I don't care what philosophy they're producing. I don't care what happens in Washington, D.C. I don't care. I I don't care. And by the way, I really empathize with that view. (laughs) 
It's like, I just want to talk about how God loves me and how I'm going to try to live my life for him. But you know what? There's more at stake than that. And we need to at least be aware. And I'm not saying that that means that we have to form our own political party. In fact, we're not going to form our own political party. Right? But we better be aware of what's going on. Because it, it's not going to get better. I, I, I hate to say that. Right now, that's where I, I feel. And what I feel is going on, and I, and I am going to be more specific at, at times, but what I feel is happening as a result of many things, but the spiritual battle has broken out, and the heart of our country is at stake. It is, we are now battling for two different ways that our country can go, right? And that's a dangerous thing. And it's messy, too, because right, like there's some overlap, and, and not one political party is the right answer, or, and, and all, it's, it's a weird thing, right? We better be aware of it. And here's a, a couple just real quick reasons why. Truth is out the window, okay? If you haven't noticed that, then, then man, you're doing a really good job of being apathetic. Okay, it is it is crazy, and and I and I I I keep thinking, am I the one taking crazy pills? And may, and and probably so, but it is it is nuts. Things just blatantly false, right? And I, I mean, and and not just from all of us peons. Okay, we had someone on the Supreme Court just two days ago said multiple statements about COVID that were not, not just false, were provably and undeniably that anyone would know was false. I don't know what's going on there. I try to ascribe good motives, but if I describe good motives, that means you just don't understand things and, and, and you're not capable of understanding things, and, but you're on the Supreme Court. Or is it intentional? I, I don't know. It is, that is weird stuff. Right? That is, that's scary stuff. We also, the reason that I'm saying specifically talking about our country and at the heart of our country, we are unique in history. Throughout history, basically Satan has done a good job of controlling the political systems. And by the way, it's not always horrible. It gets horrible. But, but there's a lot of people that are like, well, there's a lot of people who are fine living in China right now. I guarantee you don't want to live in China. Right? But you, you give enough, you give, you know, you give enough stuff to people, but you can, you can take freedom. And one of the signs of a spiritual battle is there's two sides of it. There is good, which is focused on freedom and liberty, and there is bad, which is focused on bondage, slavery, and tyranny. Right? So when you start seeing any move towards tyranny or authoritarianism, that is not coming from God. Right? And we are actually seeing that now. And you may, you may agree with it. You may say, well, I understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah, 
That's how it always starts. And it is important for us to recognize this and to speak into it because it is, that's a dangerous road to go down. And our country was built on biblical principles. I, I do agree. I don't think our country is a Christian nation. It's a nation built on biblical foundations that the focus was all based on the Christian, Judeo-Christian view of God. But from the beginning, if you didn't want to worship that way, that was okay. But the foundation was going to be based on biblical foundations. And guess what? There's been lots of problems with that. We haven't always uh, followed it the way that we should, but it has led to amazing stuff. And if you don't see how blessed we are in 2022 compared to any other time in history, that's a sign that the spirit of the age has blinded you. Right? And, but, but we have been built on a foundation of, of a biblical foundation, or at least an, a, an understanding that there's a God who created us. Okay? Right now, we ha- throughout history, our, our history, the majority of people still leaned that direction. That is now starting to switch. Right? For the last few years, and this is, I'm not doing this just for shock value, this has been going on for the last few years, I believe it's in the Illinois, one of the Illinois state houses, every Christmas, by the nativity scene, there is also a satanic um, um, symbol of a, that's, I can't remember what the God is, that is being born there, right next to the nativity. That's a problem. Because, and you can, you can come at it from, well, they have the right to do it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if a country built on biblical foundations and understanding that God is the creator and we are not, all of a sudden, the majority of people don't believe that. Can that system exist? I don't know, and I don't think it can. So the answer is not the government that you, you do it. We better have a spiritual awakening. And that, yes, we need to be involved in government, but we better have a spiritual awakening because we're swinging quick the other way. But you know what? God can always overcome that. You know what? And ultimately, the victory is already won. And that's the, the hard thing is, is we have to get to the place where we understand this battle may be lost for our way of life, but the ultimate battle is not. But you know what? We're going to stand up for what is right right now. What does this passage say? It says you do this, you put on the armor. Why? To stand. It doesn't even say that you charge Right? It doesn't say that you go and you change the world. But by God, you stand for God. Right? You stand for Him. And, and if, it, if, if the, the powers of this world have got the momentum and they blow us over, well, then they blow us over. But you know what? We stand until we can't stand anymore. That's what it means to be in a spiritual battle to be recognizing it. And you know what? We also figure out a way 
with each other, that we can do that with joy, that we can do that with a sense of peace, and that we do that with righteousness. And even when, even if the persecution comes, we still stand. And that speaks volumes into the world around us. That is what we're called to do. God will take care of the other stuff. But one thing that I guarantee will not happen, we will never see any spiritual revival if we don't stand. That's what we have to do. Then we let God take care of the spiritual revival, and he will do it. But we have to stand. That's what we commit to. And I want you to commit to that, and I want you to commit to being together as we talk about things that will be divisive. It is not intended to be political. But yes, I believe the spirit of the age is working to destroy the political system, which will eventually destroy us. So yeah, we're going to talk about things like that. Because God talks about things like that. And we're going to stand. And we're going to do it praising the God who gives us the victory. And we know that the victory's already won. Let's pray.